This American Life. I'm Ira Glass. Each week we choose a theme and bring you different stories in that theme. This week, blowjob machines. <laughs> Act one, I think I'm in love with my $200 blowjob robot. Act two, my girlfriend thinks I'm cheating on her with my $200 blowjob robot. <laughs> Act three, my $200 blowjob robot has achieved sentience and is trying to take over the world. <laughs> Act four, all hail my $200 blowjob robot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, pretty uh, good, Ira. Pretty good. This guest host, Ira Glass. Good, good hearing from you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this was all just an elaborate ruse, and we got you. It's Radio Free Tote Bag, and I'm Donovan, and I'm Arthur, and uh, I'm a fucking good voice actor. Yeah, it's very good. <clears throat> I gotta throw that phone across the room so that <laughs> I don't get distracted by. Uh, by uh, crushing these questions. Yeah, me too. Fuck this phone. It's over here now. Yeet. Uh, All right. What did, you, what did you do today? I have been doing SQL tutorials, brushing up on that stuff, and drinking a lot of coffee, and forgetting to eat lunch until 4 p.m. Oh. So this week has been, uh, this week's been a weird one. Productive, productive, but weird. Still, uh, still applying for all these jobs. I took two naps. Boom. I took two of them. One Double before, nap. One before work and one immediately after work before recording. So this is nap, nap. Oh, going to be a good one. Ah, oh, man. Don't get that contagious yawn going. <laughs> I'm going to drop that over here. Oh, God. I drank like a whole fucking bunch of coffee after eating too to like make sure I got into the gym. Mm-hmm. And I've got that thing where like my body's kind of sore and shaky and then the caffeine's just making it worse. Ooh. So I'm just sitting here. Rumbling around in my chair. Yeah. So maybe uh, maybe this beverage will help me. This week maybe. I've got uh, four roses and uh, ginger beer. God, that sounds good. Regular beer. I have nothing. I have no beverage what? here. I have no beverage here. This is this might be a problem. I might have to duck out in the middle. I might have to. I might have to take a break halfway through. It's a shame this isn't live, and we could like ask the listeners somebody somebody haul over a drink for Arthur, yeah. please. Oh, for God's love! Hero. If only <laughs> this is if your only. this is your chance to to really make a difference in someone's life. <laughs> yeah, if you're hearing this and you somehow have like foresight, pre- prescience, whatever the fuck that word is, yeah, and you're hearing this in, in the, you're in the past, listen to this. Uh, and that made sense to you somehow? <laughs> How about you just haul a case of peppers right on down to Arthur's yeah. place? There we go. If you there have been go. granted sentience by the all, or if you have been granted the power of prescience by the all-powerful uh, blowjob robot. <laughs> all hail. All hail the blowjob robot. You got any, you got any updates on old BJR? Uh, BJR is uh, still uh, somewhat unsatisfactory, but I'm I'm figuring out there's like a way you can kind of like squeeze it with your thighs to hold it in position. It's a little damn, a little better. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll figure it rating, out. Is the rating increased or decreased uh, since our last? It episode? is it is held steady. I'll say gotcha. it's still a three point five out of five. Gotcha. All right. Well, if you got the money, maybe maybe get a blowjob robot, and maybe don't. That's uh, 
That's our updated review. Yeah, if you have uh, any other uh, ambitions to purchase a blowjob robot, perhaps a different blowjob robot, send uh, your review to uh, radiofreetotebag at gmail.com. I'd love to hear about it. Clearly, I'm in the BJR game now. So, you know. And go ahead and post about us on social media with hashtag BJR <laughs> and a picture of you and your blowjob robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got the I got the best ideas. You really do. You got any other intro stuff, or you wanna you wanna dive uh, face dick first into we, the end of these questions? We can go face dick first. Hell yeah, dude! All right, well, we're starting out with uh, we're starting out with this one. I twenty four F can't get over that my boyfriend twenty four M had sex with his best friend twenty four F. I've been with my boyfriend for three and a half years now. Sorry if the title is misleading. He didn't cheat on me. My boyfriend is a best friend that he's known since high school, and she is now a lesbian and has a long-term girlfriend. Before he met me, him and his best friend hooked up once. Just the once, and he said it was terrible, and we've never spoken about it since. Fast forward to now. My relationship with my boyfriend is great, and I have accepted that his friend will always be in his life. I've never suspected anything between them. He's really gone out of his way before to have us all hang out, have me get to know her, etc. Because, like all his other friends, he wanted us to get along and to get to know each other. My issue is not that they're friends. My issue is with myself, all caps. Every time we all hang out and she is there, I get really horrible intrusive thoughts like, her and my boyfriend have fucked. She has had him inside her. And really out of the blue thoughts like that. A few weeks ago, she came around to visit after work, and we were just sitting, chatting in the kitchen, and I had another intrusive thought. Wow, both of us here have fucked my boyfriend, and it just gives me this really weird, twisted feeling inside. I don't get it this way at all regarding his two ex-girlfriends. I've even met his ex before, and that stuff never crossed my mind or bugged me. It's just this one friend that affects me, that affects me with, and I just know it's unhealthy, and I need to stop thinking like this, but I don't know how. The three of us are going rock climbing tonight, and I just know these stupid fucked up thoughts will enter my head, and I have no idea how to get over this. Any advice? TLDR, BF had sex with his friend before we met. I can't seem to get over this fact at all. And that was posted by Cinny. 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 Uh, I think you got a fucker. <laughs> Jesus fucking so then, then you could be like, we've all fucked one another. There you go. There you go. Complete change, that triangle. Change that thought. Yeah. Complete, you know, square the circle. Change that uh, inequality sign into a delta sign. Yeah. Make it yeah. Make it a, a, a del- delta. <laughs> I'm all over these fucking uh, logical symbols because all this fucking sequel. I'm going to stop talking about it because my brain will fucking melt <laughs> if I continue to. Knowing you, and you've talked about this a little bit before, th- yep. I'm going to guess this is not something that would bother you, Arthur. No, no, this is this is totally fine. I would get over it by cracking jokes about it, like almost certainly. <laughs> like I would, I would have to like uh, give you shit for it, like poke at you. <laughs> yeah, careful oh. not to fuck my boyfriend while you're pouring him a drink, bear. Uh, Careful not to fuck my boyfriend while we're being oppressed by the reign of my $200 blowjob robot. Yep. Be careful. <laughs> better watch out. Well, I, no, man, I'm, I'm the reverse. I have had this bother me in a relationship. Huh. And everything I read and 
you know, friends talking about that. Um, the, the piece of advice that kept coming up is if you're in this situation, she's making the right call too. that. She's saying it's with herself. Like this is yes. ultimately your thing. You know, it's not, as long as they're not, you know, still hooking up or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the ultimately the point you need to be focusing on is that this person chose you though. They're not in a relationship right. with this other person that was in the past. They also probably didn't even know each other then. And I, I, that that kind of helps, but I still I get the fucking visceral, like uh, especially if that other person's attractive, mm-hmm, like uh, mm-hmm. and then all the insecurity just starts starts fucking pouring in. The, that is the true. only the only answer I have to that is is get more confident in yourself. Mm. But obviously, it's not just an easy little thing to do. Get confident, stupid. Yeah, yeah, friggin' dingus. The title of a book from. Uh... Or was that an instructional video starring Troy McClure on The Simpsons? <laughs> Get confident, stupid. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was going to say good on her for uh, all capsing myself, knowing that this is, you know, this is nothing that your that your man did wrong. This is something that you're going to have to deal with. Um, yeah, really out of the blue thoughts like that. Maybe maybe you got an intrusive thought issue. You ever uh, you ever considered that? That's that's very true. I I know I had that in general when this was happening. Mm. Like I think you're... outside of you know if this is something super severe, maybe get help for that. Yeah. But I I think I mentioned on this before something that worked for me that I don't think is going to work for everybody, and you know it seems kind of silly on the surface. Is just don't engage with these thoughts. Especially yeah. if you can logically, you know, reason out that there, there's nothing wrong here. You know, this is just an intrusive thought issue. Uh, when those thoughts come up, the, the whole thing is just don't, don't engage with it. And it's not actively trying to force it down. It's more the more like that uh, mindfulness approach to it. Yeah. Like I recognize that I'm feeling this way, but I also know that, you know, th- this doesn't come from an actually bad thing, and I'm. I'm just going to let this pass yeah. as opposed to, Oh God, like I wonder how, how they fucked. <laughs> wonder what, uh, wonder what this girl's butthole looks like. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you could find out. I think that's one way to do it. Or you can take the Arthur method and, uh, dive, dive right in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to, yeah. The way I was going to put your, uh, your point about, uh, mindfulness was acknowledge it, but stop picking at it. Just don't pick at it. Ah, that's a good description. Let, let, it, like let it scab over. Yeah, yeah. Gross. Oh, ah, kind of gross. If you're me, you just fucking, you gotta get the damn scab off. <laughs> get your fingernail out of there. You're an American picker? I am an American picker, dude. I'm American, and uh, I got a cat named Picky. That's true. <laughs> there we go. Right. Did you ever post that picture of Pickle with the Pickle? Oh, fuck. I promised that, and I did not. You best. Yeah. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna write a little mental note. Ah, oh, she just bought me with her nose too. What a, no, what a little coincidence. Yeah, I'm gonna write a mental note to put that up there because it's a good fucking picture. Yeah. Uh, what do we got in the comments? Let's see. Not a woman and not jealous, but intrusive thoughts are a real thing and can really bother you. For me, one trick was just letting them happen. I can think of so many weird things throughout the day, but they are just thoughts. If one is interesting or work related, I might assign some importance to it. But the rest is like a waterfall, and you have to allow it to just splash down and float away. Thanks, greetings, Nord. 
Uh, very, very friggin' zen. Greetings, Nord. But accurate. The imagery I, I, I heard for it was you pretend you're put it like wrapping a bubble around the thought, and then you're just kind of pushing it out there. And you just visualize it floating off. Kind of like that. Just blowing mind bubbles. Yeah. Of, uh, horrifying intrusive thoughts. Blowing so mind bubbles. That's a good way to put that. Well, seems like she's aware of it, you know. Do your best to deal with these intrusive thoughts. Maybe seek some help if they're getting too bad, but, you know, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You're going to be good. Yeah, you're going right. to be good. You want to uh, tackle this next one? I do. I, 23F, loaned my boyfriend, 23M, eight months, some money. Now I really need him to pay me back, and he doesn't want to see me until he can. So a couple weeks ago, my boyfriend found himself in a tight spot, and I loaned him $300 to get through. We agreed he would pay me back uh, when he got his next paycheck. Now I'm in what feels like kind of a desperate situation due to unforeseen circumstances. I'm scrambling to find money to pay my credit card bills, buy groceries, and my university wants $500 from me. I cried today when my boyfriend told me he didn't have the money to pay me back. I was counting on that money to at least pay my credit card bills and buy me some groceries. I told him I never should have loaned him the money in the first place. He kept telling me it was his own fault and that he's a bad person and he made a mistake, but he's saying these things in a very self-centered kind of woe-is-me way, if that makes sense. You hate me now? You don't want to speak to me? Things like that. He left my apartment this afternoon saying I won't hear from him until he has my money. Aside from my money problems, I'm upset that he seems to refocus the problem onto him. I wouldn't be so mad if it felt like he was listening to what I told him and if we had been more focused on my problems and how we can fix them. Instead, he made everything about himself and acted a little bit dramatic instead of trying to find an actual solution or make a sincere apology. We haven't spoken all afternoon, and I guess he isn't going to talk to me until he has money to give me. I've been working on finding my own solution, and I'm making progress, but I'm really upset by the way he acted this afternoon. What should I do? TLDR, my boyfriend... I loaned my boyfriend money. Now I now that I really need to have it back, he doesn't have it. I cried. He told me he isn't going to see me or speak to me until he has the money. What should I be doing? And that was posted by Party Ad Seven. <laughs> I thought I thought that uh my boyfriend twenty five M eight months. Yeah. Was like he was twenty five and eight months right. old. <laughs> it's a weird like format you're, for that. You're fucking like a five year old. Like I'm twenty six <laughs> and a half. Yeah. 26 and three quarters. Man, I'm 29 and three quarters. Ooh. Yeah. Grinding up on that 30-30. Yeah. Ugh. We'll have to have a fucking birthday episode and uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll do something. Create yeah. like a commemorative tote bag or something. Yeah, talk me off the ledge. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> talk you off the ledge with a bag, right? It's got your face. Hey. And then just like a stamp, like a rubber stamp. This is like 30. Just like smack, <laughs> smacked right on it. That's pretty delightful. I like that. This situation sucks. Dude. Yeah, it sucks fucking chode. I, I, man, I haven't had any experience with loaning money on a relationship because I've always been like, well, I don't think a need has come up, but that always seemed just like a don't, don't do that situation to me. I know I've said it before, but this is how motherfuckers end up on Judge Judy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What's what's standing out to me about this one is the acting dramatic about all of this, mm-hmm. you know, and making it about himself. 
I feel like that's really easy to do in a very anxious situation like this. Yeah. And the cutting off contact is just, you wrap up so hard and like, you're so fucking panicked and feeling powerless that you're just like, I'm going to cut myself off and get in, get out of this situation. He definitely and, feels very guilty. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there's a difference between like feeling that guilt and doing something about it because you care about this person. That's what you do as a responsible person. Mm hmm. And turning it into your thing, making a scene, and then adding more issue on top of this other person. I mean, maybe on the more optimistic side, like, perhaps he's just trying to get away and he thinks he's going to be able to better handle it if he's not talking to her. But also, your girlfriend's part of this situation. Cutting her off is cutting off part of her support system, and yours for that matter. Right. And I just, even if that was what you were trying to do, you know, to get some space to, like, fix this up. I, I don't think that's a good idea at all. The whole thing's pretty much dumb as hell. Like, I don't think I would ever <laughs> loan anyone money that I've known for eight months. Ah, oh, yeah. Like, I didn't like, think of that, too. Think of somebody that you've that you've dated for eight months. Like, do you think it's a good idea to loan them money? <laughs> nah, exactly. Ab- absolutely not. Man. Ah, oh, man. Well, so what, what do you think she should do here? I don't, I don't, I don't even know what that... The, backup plan like what the fuck is the outlet short of you know threatening to break your boyfriend's kneecaps <laughs> yeah hire some goons second simpsons <laughs> reference of the episode um you gotta i think you give him the space you give him the time to get the money together because that's what he thinks should happen and it's it's not great it's not a great reaction i don't agree with his way of doing things but it seems like that's how he wants to do it um Definitely make sure that that doesn't turn into just running away from it. Exactly. Make sure he doesn't just like break up with you and like leave you down three hundred dollars. Sucks. Right, we got we got somebody in the comments too with some like practical little short term solutions. This is a long ass comment, but he throws out: call your credit card company, ask if you can defer a payment for a month. If you can make a minimum payment, just do that. Although God knows where she is on those payments. That's that's brutal. Don't break groceries. Chances are you already have enough in your pantry to last a while. So just eat that, even if you weren't planning on it. Right on. Eat some, uh, you just got like some dried beans and a jar of peanut butter that went fucking stale a year ago. Enjoy. together. Make a little stew. Call your university bursar. Bursar? Never knew how to say that word. It's bursar. And explain the situation. See what could be done. Is this fee a mistake? Can you get around it? Can you defer it? Etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I, it, it, outside of like the potential effectiveness of any of those, I think it's definitely at, at least worth looking into something like that. Even if it doesn't, the fact that you'd be actively trying to, you know, to help this situation could distract you from your boyfriend being fucking AFK and, uh, <laughs> uh, and just the anxiety. You know what I mean? If I'm sitting there with something and I can't do anything about it, that makes it a million times worse than even if I can try to do something. Agreed. But, but uh, all, all around this fucking sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. We need uh we need some horn related noise for shitty situations. <laughs> that, uh, that a breakup will not solve. Uh the only thing I'm coming up with is like uh mariachi horns. Like Hell yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> All right, cue the mariachi horns, do whatever you can, 
And uh, yeah, definitely, definitely don't go loaning things to dudes you've dated for eight months or chasing waterfalls. Also that. Also that. All right. All right, we're back. Due to technical difficulties, like my cat ripping apart my fucking wires on the computer. Playing them like a goddamn bass guitar. And she's not very good. She shouldn't do that. That's not a good thing for her to do. But no worries, even cats cannot stop the tote bag train. The tote train. It chugs along, choo-chooing to this next question. My mom, 65F, is having an affair. Do I tell my dad, 64M? My sister and I recently found out from my aunt that my mom has been having an affair for multiple years with a guy who is working on our house. Oh, God. We always thought they were weirdly close, but never thought it was going this far. My mom is generally a kind person and religious. We thought it was just her generally flirtatious and funny nature. Anyways, we find this out from my aunt a couple months ago, who had been keeping it a secret because she knows it would destroy the family. My sister and I are now torn on what to do with this information. We both think that it needs to end, and my dad has a right to know. Our aunt thinks it would lead to a divorce and a mess for the whole family. Not to mention that my dad just lost his best and only surviving friend a couple months ago, and his mother last year, so she thinks putting this on him would be too much. While I understand her point, we worry that if he finds out and then deduces that we knew, it would still feel like a horrible betrayal on top of his hurting. We also think that my mom is being played by this guy. He never finished work on her house, but she let it slide. She apparently bought him a house and is helping him with his business, plane tickets, seminars, etc. We both had interactions with this guy and always found him to be slimy. So even though we were upset at my mom for the affair... We are concerned for her as well. She has a tendency to want to take care of broken people and then get hurt. What's the right move here? Talk to my dad? Confront my mom? Confront the guy? Nothing at all? My dad has been trying for years to make the relationship work, even though they've been married for a long time and the spark has died. He's tried flowers and appreciation, kisses and hugs. My mom is never receptive and is often rude to him. Now we know why. We are both heartbroken and feel a bit betrayed ourselves. I know people have desires and that even good people cheat, but it's strange when you have an idea of your parents in your head and then it's shattered. TLDR found out from my aunt that my mom has been having an affair. My sister thinks we should confront my mom. My aunt thinks we shouldn't do anything in order to keep the family together. Thank you all in advance. That was posted by Family Unit. And if we can get an added break or just see if I can run to the window quick enough, I open the window to try to distract Pickle and it's really fucking loud. Yeah. Oh, God. Hold on. Oh, God. Man. What to do? What the fuck do you even do? You find out your mom's cheating on your dad. And dad's in a bad place anyway. Because all of his people are dying. And shit. Uh, my, there's, there's a lot of poop variables in this thing. This is this is a goddamn cobweb. Yeah, my my initial thought is you gotta you know preserve the idea of Batman or no preserve the idea of Harvey Dent, even though the truth is that <laughs> the truth is that he's fucking the slammy contractor contractor guy. Yeah, that he turns out he's like 
stooping your mom? Yeah. What if you found out Harvey Dent was fucking your mom? I don't like that, dude. No. I don't like that at all. That's not good. He's a bit two-faced. Yeah. I say confront the mom. Yeah, I say you you avoid the dad stuff, you know, if if they're really trying to keep this thing together. You avoid the dad stuff, you talk to the mom, and you also confront her about the this fucking financial bizarreness that's happening there, because that, that is possibly even a bigger issue. Yeah. How the fuck? Like, okay, also, how, how wealthy are these parents that, they, that, she, that she just casually buys this fucking yeah. dude a house? What? Yeah, that's a lot. Okay, and then on Houses top of that, I'm I'm not expensive. I'm I'm not certain that the dad the dad doesn't know. How how do you hide that that much financial activity from your fucking husband? Well, maybe he knows that they bought him a house. Maybe maybe it's like uh, oh we're we're being so kind and generous to this man. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's possible. He's just fucking in denial on it or something. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. My my general opinion. On uh, on like crappy marriage situations like this, is that if you if you have kids, especially young kids, you sort this shit out and you stay together for the sake of the kids. Right. But the fact that you know they're both in their mid sixties, it sounds like the kids are out of the house. Right. You know, may, maybe this thing isn't worth keeping together. Mm. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah, I hear about people divorcing in their 60s all the time, and then they get to go and, and live their own life for for whatever time they get to have. Exactly, rather than rather than, you know, drag out the rest of it trying to keep a relationship together that that doesn't that doesn't work. I mean, on the yeah. shitty hand there though, the dad's clearly having trouble. And so, you know, maybe that's just even worse it's just even worse for him. Yeah. It sounds like she's not much of a support network for him. No. Well, no, be, so that, that's true, too. Never being receptive and often rude. Yeah, you wouldn't really be losing any. He wouldn't be losing anything here. Ah, but he clearly cares enough that he's trying to, you know, throw these flowers, kisses, and hugs at her to, uh, to yeah. try to keep it together. That was heartbreaking, that oh, line. Oh, God. Yeah, man. Ah, that, that fucking bummed me out. Yeah. Confront the mom. I think that's all you can do. Yeah. Confront that mom. Uh, send a box of wasps to the dude's house. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> B-O-W. Give him that bow, bow. Oh, man. If we had if we had just like a full garbage fucking morning zoo soundboard right now, I would just be fucking <laughs> drumming on that wasp button. <laughs> Fuck, I sent him a box of wasps. Oh, watch out for that stinger. <laughs> oh, man. On a lighter note, I found a compilation online of videos of people trying to take down wasps' nests and just failing fucking miserably. Oh, oh I need to see this. That sounds it's, fucking delightful. Oh, it's great. It's like 10 minutes long. This dude like tries to drop it into a bag while he's standing right next to it, wraps the bag around it, and they immediately start attacking him. So then he drops the bag, the nest falls off, and then the wasps just go to town on this poor bastard. Oh, man. Wasps yeah. are the fucking worst. They're fucking dicks, dude. They're dicks. Unless they're your secret weapon in a box going to a fucking dickhead contractor like this. Yeah. So there we go. Man. 
And I'll tell you what, if you do send that to the Box of Wasps, please send us video so I can contact the creator of that compilation, <laughs> have that tacked on to the end, because that'd be some goddamn good content. Slimy contractor gets owned by wasps. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Put that on Live Leak. Somebody give me the head of Live Leak. That's how that works. <laughs> Uh yeah, somebody else said that it's heartbreaking. The so they quoted the line, "My dad has been trying for years to make the relationship work." Blah blah blah. Tried flowers and appreciation, and they say that's heartbreaking. If you had kids and your kids knew about you being betrayed behind your back, wouldn't you want your kids to tell you? Your mom sounds disloyal, irresponsible, and like a miserable partner to have. Your father deserves much better than her. You know what the right thing to do is, says Rel Seven. I'm thinking that's a good point too, actually. Maybe talk to the dad about it, too. Yeah. But then I'm also like, that's that's like not the kid's fucking responsibility. They shouldn't have to deal with this shit because their mom's being a fucking bastard. Mm-hmm. Like, I would at least try first to talk to her, be like, this is your fucking husband who cares about you, and you are being a piece of garbage to him. And yeah. you you got to tell him either about this or fucking sort, sort this out somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's going to have to be some air horns involved. Yep, air horns and wasps. Drop <laughs> them all. Well, goddamn. I hope this shit works out. This is yeah. really bumming me out. I wish you luck, family unit. All right, well, let's get the hell out of this one before the wasps get us, too. Mm-hmm. And move uh, on to a uh, great question from across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> My partner sleeps at his mom's when I'm away. I recently moved in 11 months with my boyfriend of 11 years, both age 26. Wow, they've been since 15, that's cool. Uh, when I work away, which isn't too often, for a night or two, he stops at his mom's who lives 10 minutes away from our house. I always thought he I always thought he might have as when I get home everything is still the same, nothing moved or pots used. He can never be in on his... Man, this is written really weird. Fucking Brits, dude. He can never be in on his own when he's... When I'm out, he's out, and it gives me anxiety because as soon as I leave the house for 10 minutes, he goes for hours, and he's always busy with his hobby as it is. He doesn't do anything in the house, no housework, and it feels like it's my house, and he just visits me when I'm in, basically. TLDR, his mom babied him a lot and is making me feel a bit sick... (laughs) Making me feel a bit sick, the situation. Not sure what to do or how to talk to him about it. And that was posted by Salt Lemon. Salt Lemon. Uh, salt Lemon. <laughs> I thought it was like Salt Lemon, too. Salt Lemon. Jesus, this is throwing off my ability to read so how. So yeah, fucking hard. Sick and fucking talk. God damn it. The fucking so Brits are eating my brain and uh I, th- I think he might be snogging snogging his mom <laughs> <laughs> don't snog your mom <laughs> oh my god uh i hope i hope we uh we got some fucking i think we do have listeners in the uk potentially yeah i want, I want somebody to to i want to burden them with that fucking impression of their accent from for it's called a read this. it's called a truck by the way and an elevator <laughs> and their glory and their fries you know what you know what they call fucking scientists that i was just reading earlier oh my god what do they call scientists they call, they call them a boffin 
a boffin? <laughs> yeah, like like the term for like an egghead, like a bunch of engineers or something. Like the, a boffin, the boffins. They're, like just that's a that's a race from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it is. They're oh like my, dog people. Oh my god! Oh my god! No, it's in like a super serious fucking uh, article about server functionality and like passing data to your fucking analysts or whatever, and like. And then it sends it off to the boffins. What <laughs> the fuck is a boffin? <laughs> There's that line in Star Wars where Princess Leia says, many boffins died to get us this information. Damn, dude. Damn. Maybe she was talking about fucking cockney scientists. Maybe a bunch of cockney scientists died to get the Death Star plans. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Fucking engineer. Your, your mom. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not. <laughs> I'll keep it going the whole rest of the fucking episode. I don't give a shit. There we go. This is now uh, actually all the words in Radio Free Toad Bag are spelled exactly the same in British and American English. That is true. Yeah. We'll just throw an R-E on the end of one of those. I'll, for... I'll give a toss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you e- what do you even do? <laughs> so you moved in 11 months ago. has been your boyfriend for 11 years. And whenever you leave to like Go to work. He goes and he stays over at his mom's house. All right, no, this yeah, yeah. So when she's like out of town for a day or two, uh, goes for hours. Is on. It's hard to read. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally like trying to read back through this, and it's it looks like fucking word salad, alphabet soup. Uh, Come on, Salt Lamon. Yeah, goddamn it. I I get the you're used to having somebody around. Well, actually, I don't get this because I live alone. And I fucking love living alone. But I, <laughs> yeah, I oh could, my god, it's the best. <laughs> I could put myself in the shoes of this, and if your family's around, like I guess you got a little bit of free time. You know, while your partner's out of town. You know, you want to you want to go over there, and I think that part's all right. But uh, she her mentioning the no housework. And acting like it's her house and not his. That, that feels like think, the real problem. Yeah, yeah. And his mom, his mom babying him a lot. So I feel like, yeah, the issue here is more that this, this guy is emotionally mature and is not handling his fucking shit at the house, not doing the dishes and whatnot. Right. In which case, you know, you, you got to confront him and get him to fucking do that. If you've been together for 11 years... That's kind yeah. of like the minimum of, uh, you know, showing you care about somebody that you live with. No? Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I don't think sleeping at his mom's is the real issue. My girlfriend and I live together and have for years, and I'll sleep over at mom's sometimes when she's out of town. It's nice to spend that family time together. The issue is that he's irresponsible and doesn't take care of obligations at home before leaving. He's putting it all off on you, and that's unfair. At 26 years old, it doesn't matter how he was raised, it's time for him to learn how to be an adult. You've been with him for 11 years, so it's entirely possible he takes you and the relationship for granted, especially if you pick up his slack. You need to tell him that he needs to do his share of the housework and make more time for you because you feel taken advantage of and neglected. He needs the figurative kick in the ass, says Hilarious in Hindsight. Boom. Which I pronounced Ein Heinzeind. Ein, uh, yeah, we're going fucking German now. Here, here's the other thing that I'm, I'm now picking up. Okay, they've been together 11 years since they were 15. Mm-hmm. This yeah. dude has never lived on his own. 
That's true. This dude, this dude doesn't know how to take care of shit like this for himself because he's never been in the situation where he's solely responsible for that shit. That also explains the wanting to be over at his bum's place on account of, uh, probably just doesn't like being alone or that, that, you know, throws him off. True. And so, I mean, they're, they're hard correct there. You, you have to confront him on this, but I don't know how easy it's going to be to change somebody's behavior when that's been ingrained for fucking 11 since they were born. He's never, <laughs> he's never lived alone. Yeah. Hmm. Chore wheel. Time for the yeah. chore wheel. Got to pull that shit out. There we go. Yeah. Delegate those responsibilities. Make sure he knows it's important to you. I, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring up necessarily like you're not. You know, this is on you. You need to be self-sufficient. You know, I think that gets a little insulting. I just bring up that like, hey, you you live here too. I'm not here to take care of you. I'm not your fucking mom. Clean up the goddamn dishes. You fucking buff. But that's not even an insult. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. almost like she it's like she wrote two questions. Like my partner sleeps at his mom when I'm away and then like halfway through got pissed at him for like leaving dishes and like yeah, changed the <laughs> Maybe that's why the words are all goddamn scrambled because she mashed the two questions together with uh nary a forethought. Nary a forethought. Nary a nary a forethought. Four fault. Four fault. Yeah. TH is F. It's true. It's true. That's All true. right. Chore wheel. Tell him to get his fucking shit together. And bring up that that's a fucking aspect of a relate. That's how you show that you care about somebody you're living with. You, you Ooh, fucking- booby trap the bed at the guest house. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. How, I don't know how we didn't get around to that. That is, yeah. that is the number booby, one solution. Booby trap the guest bed at his parents' house. Yeah. So he uh, he lays down, and then just like a big blob of Vegemite plops down on his face. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm going to sleep in my own apartment. There we go. I'm going to clean up while I'm here. Stop being a fucking dick. Also, I think Vegemite's Australian, but I assume they sell it in the UK, so. Yeah. It's all the same. It's all not America. Same you shit, know, different you know, toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking left spinners. <laughs> all right. Short wheel. Kick his ass. Yep. All right. Now we're coming back from the UK, going across the pond. Whew. Yeah. I was sick of fish and chips, Arthur. I'm glad we're back. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to America. I, 19F, identify as a lesbian and I'm crushing on a guy, 18M. Hi there. I have a. Hello. Jesus Christ. Hello. <laughs> I said that and like read it in my head and I was like, oh, hey, that's not even, that's not even funny. I'm just <laughs> shitting on this question. Let's try this again. Okay. Hi there. <laughs> I have identified as a lesbian for a very long time. Way back when I was a little tot in primary school. I don't think we left. <laughs> what? I think we're still in England. Ah, oh, fuck, dude. We're trapped here forever. Way back when I was a little tot in primary school. Since I have identified this way for so long, I thought, hey, this is really who I am now. However, recently, one of my friends introduced me to, well, a very handsome guy that I can't stop thinking about. Due to my own life experiences, I have always been wary of men. I have also never had an actual crush before. I just knew I liked girls and I didn't trust guys. Up until this fucker. This guy. 
This thick piece of meat with dreamy brown eyes and a scruffy beard who likes to rub his face against mine to tease me. <laughs> <laughs> like a cat. Yeah, maybe it is a cat. I can't stop thinking about him. I love his voice, his face, his everything. I jump on call with him whenever I can because I just want to hear him, even if I'm not talking myself. He also fucking smells nice, and I hate it. I hate that for so long I identified so comfortably as a lesbian, up until this chuckle fuck sauntered into my life with his cocky, confident attitude who just loves being affectionate towards me. He gives me hugs and runs his fingers through my hair, and I can't help but melt. He is, however, a serial flirt. He flirts with almost every girl he comes across. So I try to distance myself from my feelings from him by making jokes about how gay I am. TLDR, I'm in love with this stupid flirty guy after identifying as a lesbian for over 10 years, and I'm scared I'm going to get hurt. Therefore, I reestablish my lesbianism by making loud jokes about how gay I am. And now, I don't know what to do. And that was posted by... Uh, Loveless with two of the two hyphens in front of it. Yeah. Mm. Dash dash loveless. There we go. Dash is the word I'm looking for. Ah. Well. Sounds like you might be a Kinsey five when you thought you were a Kinsey six. <laughs> so I was we were saying before the show, uh the Kinsey scale uh goes on a score of zero to six. Zero being completely heterosexual, no homosexual feelings at all. All the way up to a six, which is all homosexual feelings, no uh, heterosexual feelings. And so you thought you were just pure on, like, full, full-ass full lesbian, but maybe it turns out you're just a little, just a little bit bisexual. You're just a little bit bi. Just a little bi. Yeah. No, that, and, that's not, that, and that's not so bad. That's not a no, bad thing to be. Not at and all. I th- I think everybody should go on a case-by-case basis with a human being, whether or not you're attracted to them, as opposed to making full-on uh, uh, assumptions about whether or not you'll be attracted to them just exclusively based on their gender. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't have to set in stone a rule of who you're attracted to. You know, true. And if something comes up like this, then that's, then that's all right. Not to mention this girl's, you know, 19. and Yeah. You know, lots of people think, figure out lots of things when they're 19, 20. 60, etc. Sure. You get me? I feel you. The thing the thing that throws here me here is that she says she's had uh she's had bad experiences with the guys. And so mm-hmm. I think it might be more than just, you know, setting down um like rules for what your sexuality is. Right. And and that's justified cuz lots of guys are fucking creeps. True. But uh But I don't know. If you like this guy, all right, then and, and see what happens. Also, yeah. the serial flirt aspect. If this dude's hitting on every on every damn girl, I don't know. I don't know. I it I might blow up in any... your face. You yeah. might profess your undying love for him, and then he uh, says, "Oh, dude, like I was just fucking with you." Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. I could feel like the heart crushing of hearing that. <laughs> All those things that made you feel as just a as a cheeky cheeky joke. It was a cheeky uh, 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 ribbing I was giving you. There we go. <laughs> We're gonna ruin this show after being exposed <laughs> to the British virus. Yeah. The B the B virus. That, that is, yeah, he, he, no hepatitis B. 
That's what, yeah, that's what the B and hepatitis B stands for. Is British. Is British. God, hepatitis that was, British. That was an awful fucking joke. <laughs> Sometimes I'm in just stream of consciousness mode, and that's where I'm at today, man. All these, all these little thoughts that are popping into my head that are not completely formed. They're just jumping out into the world. Yeah. And uh, this fucking cross the pond nonsense is, is really kicking that into overdrive. The bubble you're putting them in and pushing them out into the world happens to be a podcast, which is a recorded medium that can be accessed by strangers. Damn it. <laughs> Y'all get to hear my <laughs> innermost secrets. Like how when I read hi, I, I hear it in my head and I want to say hi back. <laughs> that's pretty that's, good. That's pretty good. I like that. You're only 19 uh, and sexuality is very fluid. You could be bi. Never know unless you let yourself try. Posted by Harley Quinn Bell. Harlequin Bell. And the person below points out that it's a poem. And I said it pretty poetically, I thought. Yeah. But exactly. This it, this isn't set in stone. You know, maybe take a chance on it. Yeah. Yeah, just give it a shot. Uh, I wanted to ask you, have you ever found a guy attractive? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. But I, uh... The... Uh, it's hard. It's hard to articulate. Like I can, I can find guys attractive, mm-hmm. but I've never been like I want to. I want to fuck that person. You know what I sure. mean? It's in. It's in a. It's in a different sort of way. Yeah, and you're like able to that, look at a picture of John Stamos and be like, I recognize this man is very attractive. Yeah, but it's just. It's. It's just not. It's not the. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I remember when I was younger, like thirteen, fourteen. Just kind of a weird kid. And I was just, I assumed I was going to end up being gay, I think, because I was, like, really awkward talking to girls. And so I was like, hmm. that, that's definitely thats definitely how gayness feels for some reason. <laughs> just being awkward around girls. <laughs> yeah. So I always, I always had that weird feeling. But then you start, you know, like you get into porn and see you're attracted to it, and I just never had the, the feeling towards, uh, towards guys. Yeah. See, I saw penises and was like, ooh, that too. Yeah, there we go. I was like, "Damn, what that just <laughs> also like logically, this might just be douchey straight people thing to say, but like, I feel like being bisexual, you're you know you're attracted to either gender. You just you fucking doubled your potential dating options. Yeah, you hear that all the time. Yeah, I want I want that. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's not a, a bad way to live. Yeah, that's a goddamn that's a goddamn bummer. <laughs> Nothing like being uh, cis, white, straight, male. Yeah. Yeah. You cish hat piece the, of shit. The the real, the true oppressed class. <laughs> oh, gross. How do you... Uh, so if you're in this, you're in this girl situation, do you, uh-huh. do you make a move on this, knowing that this dude is flirty? I say go for it. Uh, if this is your first time that you've ever been attracted to a man and you've only ever, and it's your first crush and you've considered yourself to be a lesbian all the way up until now, I say you got to go for it. You got to seize this opportunity because who knows when it comes along again. There you go. Yeah, and especially if this is a one-off thing, that might point to this person being something special. It's true. But in terms of technical, like t- what, what to actually do though, what do you, like ask this dude out? Because hmm. I feel like it's going to be, you've been flirting for so long, you keep saying that, you know, you're a lesbian. How do you, how do you, you know, 
ask this dude out without him just being like, oh, okay, this girl's like not into guys. Like, I'm okay. just going out to hang out. You feel me? Like, how do you, yeah. how do you bring the feelings up? Because also, if you come forward and like, I'm actually really into you, and this dude's kind of like a flighty, flirty type dude. That's not, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know what his reaction's going to be like to that. Uh, here's what you do: you take a big piece of poster board, right, and you you draw a line down the middle both ways, so you have four panels there. And then you write, I'm at a loss without you oh, God. in the loss <laughs> format. That's even infiltrated our goddamn radio show. Yep. I'm trying to visually, I was trying to find a way to like describe writing out loss as loss, but I don't think I, I don't think I could appropriately articulate that verbally. Arthur, you took you took your best swing at it. I'll uh, I'll draw up something in MS Paint and I'll post it with the episode description. There we go, and a picture of pickle with a pickle, and uh, maybe I'll find that wasp uh, compilation too. <laughs> Waspilation. Waspilation. All right. Let's, On a uh... wave of waspilation. <laughs> there we go. We need some musicians you... to start covering these little snippets of songs that we have yeah. and bring them to fruition. Could also be a wave of mutilation, a wave of wasps. It could. They'd mutilate the fuck out of you with their goddamn <laughs> needle butts. <laughs> Needlebutt.com. There we go. <laughs> this truly is the stream of consciousness episode. <laughs> it truly is. All right, here we go. I, 30M, wonder if asking someone out for a drink could be per- perceived as too surprising. Hi. Hi. I'm a 30-year-old guy. <laughs> With little to none experience with women, introverted, shy, and quiet. I go climbing a lot, and over the past couple weeks, there's been a cute girl there, and we spent a few minutes talking here and there, mostly about the climbing stuff, taking turns on a climb, boulder problem. Because I'm so quiet, our chats have been superficial to say the least. I tend to get sucked into the actual climbing too, and I'm pretty serious about it, so when I'm there, I don't really talk, don't really think about chatting people up or getting to know them, unless they happen to stay at the bar afterwards as well. I wonder if it would be jarring if I were to ask her to go for a drink all of a sudden. Would it be awkward considering we barely know each other and have only run into each other, uh, only run into one another three or four times over the past month or two? Thanks. TLDR 30M met a 20-something F at the climbing gym. Find it hard to talk to her there. Wondering if I, if asking her out would be too awkward and sudden considering she may think I've had the chances to talk to her. And that was posted by Outcognito. And the O at the end of Alcognito is a zero. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Lead yeah. as fuck right yeah, there. Yeah, he lead. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not into, I guess the climbing gym is a little different because you, you sit around a lot uh, resting before mm-hmm. like doing a route and you just kind of chat and stuff. This is a little yeah. different than like lifting gym where you got your headphones in and you know if you're me, you don't want to fucking talk to anybody. Right. I'm pretty against the gym ask out in general. If it's just going up to like a girl you think is cute. Cause yeah. like I said, I think most people in there don't want to be bothered. And the last fucking thing you want to be bothered by is a girl with some fucking sweaty dickhead coming up and being like, it's like, I was like looking at you from, I've been looking at you while you've been lifting is basically like the yeah. implication. I don't, yeah. That's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> that's horrible as fuck. What the fuck? That is horrible. But I, th- I think this is a little bit different though. Cause like I said, th- this is, you're sitting around talking a lot. This isn't like somebody who spotted across the yeah. room. 
We've mentioned the climbing gym as a possible place to meet people. Yeah, and I've, I've met a couple of my friends here uh, from when I was climbed for about a year and a half when I got here. And yeah, and yeah no, you, you do spend a lot of time just kind of sitting and talking to people. So I, Hell yeah. I don't, I, I'd feel, you know, it depends how good these conversations are. If you're just kind of talking about climbing and you aren't, you know what I mean? If it's not, it's kind of superficial, maybe, I mean, maybe don't do that. But this girl, if you get the, you know, feeling she's at least somewhat interested in you and you've been talking about kind of, uh, kind of other stuff, I, I don't know, fucking in general, I don't, I don't think that's the, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I think that's no. great. No, definitely ask her out. Yeah. Because what's, what's the worst she could, she could say? Nah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What the hell? And then all we you all got to learn to deal with rejection. Yeah, and, and then all you got to do is just not be a fucking weirdo after that. As long as you can do that, I think, I think oh, you're yeah. good. As long as you're not a weird beard. Nice. And he climbs, so he's, he's probably got a beard. Mm-hmm. It's possible. All right. Throw the, uh, throw the damn football. See what happens. Yeah. Roll the dice. No. Would not be awkward at all. Asking someone out for a drink is literally how billions of relationships have started. Want to make it less awkward? Ask her out for coffee sometime. Coffee denotes an afternoon meetup, where drinks denotes an evening meetup. Coffee sounds much more innocent if you're that introverted. Smiley face says cyborgasm. <laughs> 99. Arthur's been having some cyborgasms, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm fucking on one. I'm fucking on one. <laughs> see, I, can't, see I, I know that there's the difference between coffee and drinks, but I can't do the coffee. On account of, I got social anxiety, and if I go drink caffeine with you, it's going to be way fucking worse. <laughs> I'm just going to be... <laughs> yeah. I'd, like a beer or two put, puts me at the good level. The coffee, I'm just going to be sitting there fucking shaking and trying to trying to fucking flirt with you and, and, and do a bad job. Yeah. So, that's that my good point. stance. Yeah. All right. Ask her out. Throw that goddamn ball. And, yeah. uh... Somebody fucking save us. We're, we're trapped in the UK. Yep. Can't escape. Yeah. It sounded like there's a bar, like, attached to the climbing gym. Because what did... Let's see. I don't really think about chatting people up or getting to know them unless they happen to stay at the bar afterwards as well. Uh, no, that's definitely, that's definitely a thing. I wouldn't be surprised if it's, like, a place next door literally attached to the gym. I know that the one here sells <coughs> sells uh, sells beers out of a little little fridge. That's tight as fuck. As well as caffeinated chocolate milk that has like fucking three or four hundred milligrams of caffeine in it, like a pill and a half or two caffeine pills. Yeah, I drank fuck one with of those one heavy. times, and I fucking vibrated all over the goddamn place. That shit was horrifically potent. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that's good. It was kind of kind of potent in a good way. I could fuck with that. You get that caffeine anger, and then you just get shit done in the gym. <laughs> Good times. Great country, B105. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I love when people know that reference. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I got to go drink with my friend for her birthday, and uh, and then fucking go to sleep, because I have to be on an interview at 9 a.m. with somebody in London, actually. I hope they don't listen to us ripping on them in the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I got to do laundry and then maybe play video games for a few hours. Yeah, play some fucking video games. Well, you got anything else? 
No, I, 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 the only thing that I have is the fact that our intro music is the song Hanging On by the band Knower, and that you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find it at thehayfellows.com or instagram.com slash thehayfellows. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on uh, all of your podcatchers. That's, did you know that's what they call podcast apps? I did not. I like that. Podcatchers. How cool is that? Uh, yeah, that's how we get found. That's how people figure out that we're the shit. Type, smash that keyboard review, since but button. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> please, just, just get a review out there. It makes us happy. Yeah, please. It pleases me, sexually. There we go. All right. There's nothing else. Uh, my name is Arthur. And I'm Donovan. And this has been your Radio Free Tote Bag, and it's been really great having you with us, and we can't wait for next time. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. Good ass.